Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. To the Funky Farm Girl podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl, and this Ode 81, Start Where You Are. If you are interested in any way in building your homesteading skills, then I have to recommend Abundance Plus streaming service to you. Abundance Plus is a community for like-minded individuals who want to grow in all of their homesteading skills, whether it be gardening, butchering, raising animals, cooking from scratch. You can learn from experts like Jill Winger, Joel Salatin, Justin Rhodes, The Better Together Wife, and Roots and Refuge with Maya and Jess Sowards. I really, really recommend this. There are lots and lots of vlogs that you can follow on there, commercial free. There is a community of um, people who have their own social media platform together. There's also master classes that you can take. Um, and all of this information is available to you for as low as $5.99 a month. So I really recommend that you go to the show notes, um, click the link there and get more information. And if you use the code FUNKY10, you get 10% off your membership. So this week we're going to be talking about start where you are, but before we get into that episode, as always, I want to give you an update on what's happening on the homestead. Um, Michael tilled the garden for me and everything is ready to plant. We're about two weeks away from our last frost date. Um, last year we went about four weeks past that um, and got a surprise frost almost at Mother's Day. So um, even though we'll hit that date here soon, there's still a little bit of a threat of frost. Um, I have not done near what I wanted to get done so far this year, Um, but we're just going with it. We've had other things that were priority that needed to be taken care of. And this week, the girls have been on spring break and we have been working on redecorating their room and making it more of a teen hangout spot. So, um, I'm going to be updating that here soon on Instagram. Today we are painting and then we're going to be, um, painting some beds and placing furniture. And I'm hoping that by Saturday night, we will have a finished bedroom for my two youngest girls. So this week I wanted to talk about start where you are. And the reason I'm thinking about starting where you are is because I'm looking back over the last two years. Um, Today is April 1st and it marks two years of podcasting for me. 
is the birthday of the Funky Farm Girl. And if you've been a listener for long, or if you started at the very beginning, you know that at first this podcast was called Swim Upstream, and it was about going against cultural norms in all kinds of different ways. And I started that podcast right about the time we started homesteading, and the two seemed very separate to me in the beginning, but then as I kept going, I just realized how much the choices I was making in our home were connected with the fact that I was growing our food and raising chickens and and just so connected to the old ways of, of homemaking and food preservation and all those types of things. And so really the two of them combined together and became the Funky Farm Girl. And when I look back on where I've been in the last two years, um, I really do that for two purposes. First of all, it's an encouragement to see how much I've grown. That's an encouragement to me to, to be able, I can sit in this spot now and think of, oh, I still don't know how to do this. I still want to learn how to do this. I'm still not very good at this. Um, But when I can sit back and look at two years of all the progress that we've made and all the different things that I've learned and all the ways that I've grown, it's really an encouragement to me um, as I struggle through the messy middle of learning the things that I'm learning now. Um, it encourages me to keep going and to keep stretching and that the small thing that I'm learning now is not small because it's going to add up big over time. And I also hope that me looking back on where I've been is an encouragement to you to see what can be done with very little. Um, I want to remind y'all that we live in a neighborhood We are on 0.69 acres. My husband likes to say that we're on a little more than half an acre. I like to say we're on a little less than three quarters of an acre. We're both right, um, but I think the perspective of it um, is a little bit different. Um, I don't have a big farm. I don't have tons of acreage. I don't have a lot of animals, but even in the space that we have, There is a ton that I've been able to do. And I want that to encourage you because no matter where you are, there is something that you can do. Um, And I'm going to talk about that especially more towards the end of the episode. But I just wanted to look back over the last two years and tell you where I was and what I was doing at the time and what I was able to accomplish Um, through that time period and to just show you one how little things add up over time little changes that you make compound on each other and they grow and you don't need a lot of land to homestead Um, I've said over and over again that homesteading is more about lifestyle than it is about location and um, I want to give you some examples of that today and I really want to encourage you to start where you are don't wait until you have land to begin to do these things or don't say well I can't do any of those things until I have land Um, as Jess Sowards always says let your waiting be your classroom 
Um, learn all the things you can now while you're waiting to get to where you want to be. Or maybe you know, I'm going to always live in this house in this neighborhood. And so that's a nice dream for you, but that's not something I can do. There are things that you can do right there in that house in that neighborhood that you live in. And so I hope that even if you're not a full-blown live out in the country raising your own meat and all that kind of thing homesteader you can homestead and you can adopt some of the values of the homesteading lifestyle right where you are and that's what I want you to see today as I look back over the last two years okay so let's rewind two years ago um, I was starting my big garden and I was starting it almost completely from seed. I had never grown anything from seed before except pumpkins the previous fall. And um, out of eight pumpkin plants, I got one pumpkin. And it was a wonky looking pumpkin. It wasn't even, you know, properly formed. It was actually more of a triangle than um, a circle because it grew on a slope and it was a flat white pumpkin but because it grew on the slope it was fatter on one side than the other um so i was growing everything from seed i was trying winter sowing for the first time which um if you go to my instagram and look for the reel it's the very first reel i ever made so go to my reels and scroll down to the bottom and there's a reel about winter sowing if you don't have time to read all those things um, that pop up during that reel you can also go to my highlights um, on my bio page and it's the very same pictures and information um, but you can just flip through them one at a time and take your time to read them so I started winter sowing and basically um, it is starting seeds in dirt inside of a milk jug that acts like a mini greenhouse rather than starting seeds in trays and having to add light and water and all those things um, and keeping them indoors and having some place to put them and all those to me fussy things um, instead I was able to put them in jugs put them outside um, and the milk jugs protected them from the frost and the cold weather when it was time they began to grow um, and then they were ready to plant outside so two years ago I was doing that and two years ago we got our first five chickens so um, we had our golden girls and then we had hazel um, my black copper moran and um, they were just the most precious little chickens um, <coughs> we are down to one of those original five now um, but at the beginning it was just very very exciting to be learning about chickens and learning about gathering our own eggs and learning about starting from seed and figuring out where to put things and how they would grow and all that kind of thing I learned so much from that first garden um, that year I grew lots and lots of cucumbers and so naturally I needed something to do with all those cucumbers and I learned how to can pickles and this was my first time going outside of um, traditional jam um, I had made strawberry freezer jam in my bread machine um, because there was a setting on there and I had put that in the freezer and sometimes I had 
canned um, apple butter. But up until that point, I had not done a lot of canning either. And so I canned all different kinds of pickles. I made dill pickle relish. I made bread and butter pickles, um, jalapeno dill pickles. Um, I made um, mama pickles is what we now call them. Um, they were my husband's grandmother's recipe. And um, I learned how to make those. Um, I moved on to dill pickle spears and things like that. And it was a really, really good experience to really get comfortable with water bath canning. I also bought berries and peaches in bulk that year. And I made a lot of jam and jelly. Um, I was able to get a jam maker from Ball and it made making jelly especially really easy um, I love that it heats it and keeps it at the proper temperature and tells you when to add the sugar and all those things that I don't have to sit there and fuss with it over the stove I still do sometimes make jelly and jam on the stove but um, primarily I use that jam maker and that really really helps my process um, and so I ended up preserving about 250 jars of food, primarily um, pickles and jams and jellies. I also tried and failed at sourdough. Um, and I'm learning now that what I did was quit too early. Uh, I couldn't get a starter going um, in what I felt was a reasonable timeline. And so I gave up and threw it out. So, uh, that was my first year um, homesteading, really, and it was also my first year podcasting, and like I said, I started out talking a lot about um, countercultural things that we were doing, the fact that we had um, eliminated most of the plastic in our kitchen, the fact that we homeschooled our girls, the fact that we um, were raising some of our own food and preserving it the fact that we valued um, homemaking as a profession for me um, just so many different things that we did um, that felt countercultural to the rest of the world and um, shared a lot of those on the podcast so the next year which would have been one year ago we expanded the garden and we added in a tomato bed at the back of the property and the original intent for that was that my oldest daughter Gracie was going to have a market stand up at the road um, beside of our house and was going to sell tomatoes there um, however she graduated and got her license and her freedom and then had no interest whatsoever in tending to tomatoes um, I had no desire to tend to a market stand and so what we ended up with instead was gobs and gobs and gobs of tomatoes so I learned how to can tomatoes I learned how to make sauce and crushed tomatoes and um, salsa and I learned how to water bath can those um, we also added some perennials we added rhubarb and lemon balm to what we had already started um, in garden beds and I started learning how to tuck things in different places around the yard my rhubarb patch is actually right around the corner of my front flower bed and so it's, it's sort of visible from the front of the house um, but it blends in so it's 
it's okay for it to be there. Um, we also had a complete fail with the cucumbers. I was so excited to grow another batch of cucumbers and make a whole bunch more pickles. And then um, we had squash bugs come in and just completely kill my um, cucumbers very early in the season. And so I had the choice at that point to either plant something else there or to plant another round of cucumbers and hope they didn't get eaten by the squash bugs. I decided to plant something else there and I went and bought um, cucumbers in bulk at the time. Gracie worked at a local farm and was able to get me a good deal on bulk boxes of cucumbers. And so I bought them in bulk and I canned a bunch of pickles um, all at once. We also um, started using the dehydrator for the first time. Um, I had a friend that had given me a very large Excalibur dehydrator years and years ago and um, had barely used it except maybe once a year to make deer jerky and um, it just sat in storage but something kept telling me you're going to regret it if you give that away and so I kept it and so last year I pulled it out and gave it a spot in the kitchen and I began to just fill it with um, cherry tomatoes mostly but also herbs and flowers for tea and for um, cooking with um, and that added up very quickly to lots and lots of things that we were able to put in the pantry we also um, expanded the chicken flock we are up to 26 chickens now at one time we had 30 um, and we learned how to water glass the eggs and so we had fresh eggs all through the winter um, which was really really cool uh, there is a highlight about that on my Instagram as well if you'd like to learn more about how to preserve your eggs now while there's an abundance of them before um, they slack off in the fall um, and we added quail um, and last year the quail were primarily for eggs we did try to sell some um, they didn't sell as well as we were hoping they would and so primarily what we use those for is for our boiled eggs um, for home use because they're just really they're great for just popping them in your mouth um, bite-sized boiled eggs and then um, my husband and my mother-in-law really enjoy them pickled and so I would pickle about half at a time and um, keep them supplied with pickled quail eggs and then the rest of them we just kept as boiled eggs um, that is something that we're hoping to expand this year and add as a meat source as well as an additional egg source um, as we um, expand our flock and so last year I was able to can 315 jars of food and that was a large increase from the year before then I spent the winter learning. I learned about baking bread with yeast. Um, I got a steam juicer for Christmas and started to learn how to juice different vegetable, different fruits and things in that so that we could use that to make our own juices. And then also how to use that juice to make jelly. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. I started um, collecting vintage cookbooks and learning to cook some new things from scratch using those vintage cookbooks. 
Um, I finally tried pressure canning and I canned broth. I also finally got the jiggle in my broth. I was really, really proud to finally can broth that had jiggle in it. Um, so I pressure canned broth and now I'm ready to expand that and learn to do some new things with my pressure canner. Um, I also recently finally learned sourdough and pressed in and kept going until I finally had a successful starter that I could use to bake bread. Um, and I also discovered a year-round produce market that we're able to get um, local fruits and vegetables or, you know, pretty local. Um, I'm happy at this point that in the winter that all of their food comes from the U.S. <laughs> um, and a lot of it is fairly local. Uh, we're in North Carolina and some of it is from like Virginia and Florida and things like that. Um, so um, I'm glad to have that. They We get milk there from Virginia. There's a, um, a lot of cheese that comes from a county that's about two hours away from here. Um, so that's great. Um, so we've been able to do all that like I said earlier, on less than three quarters of an acre. And you're like, okay, Jenny, that's great, but I live on 0.17 acres in a neighborhood. Um, I can't do all the things that you've done. Well, I want to tell you, number one, that we have we don't even use half of our land for growing, and we've been able to do all of this. Um, and we don't use half of our land for chickens either. Um, we still have quite a large open area in our backyard um, and we could easily quadruple what we're doing um, on our property if we wanted it to solely be used for food production. Um, but number two, there's always something that you can do. Um, I really invite you to go to Instagram and check out Busy Homebodies. I'm going to put their their tag in the show notes so that you can remember their name and go and find them. They recently put out a reel where they show off their 900 square foot homestead. Yes, you heard that right. 900 square feet. That's smaller than your home. Okay. These are twin girls who live in an apartment together. Um, they have a balcony garden where they attract pollinators and grow their own food. They, bre- they have a breed of rabbit and quail that they keep as pets inside their apartment. Um, They purchase local food and milk. They cook from scratch, um, including making pasta, which is something I really want to do. Um, And just this week, they were given nine raised beds um, from a friend of theirs to grow food in. So um, this family is allowing them to use the raised beds on their own property to come over and use them um, sort of like you would use an allotment garden and um, grow some of their own food in these nine raised beds. These are girls who ha- who would have every excuse in the world to say, I live in the city in an apartment with a balcony. I cannot homestead. And they're finding ways to make it happen. They're really, really inspirational. And they're really, really good examples of start where you are. Um, of course they want land. Of course they would like to expand. Um, but... They're making, they're waiting their classroom and they are learning everything they can right where they are and they're doing the best with they can with what they have. 
Um, they're willing to put in the work now um, instead of waiting until they get somewhere else. Um, so I hope that's inspirational to you. So I want to know what you will learn this gardening season. Are you going to expand your gardening spaces? Are you going to learn to cook something new from scratch? Are you going to finally dive into dehydrating or canning? Don't let another season slip by while you wait to have more space or time or knowledge. And speaking of knowledge, I'm going to put in one more plug for the Abundance Plus streaming service. I highly recommend that you go check out Go join their community, learn from the master gardeners and homesteaders um, on that page, Um, learn sourdough with Jill Winger, Um, learn how to garden, learn how to take care of chickens in multiple different ways, Um, go watch the Better Together um, wife and her husband and learn how they went from the city to living on land. Um, and homesteading Uh, they have a lot of great information on there about that Um, plans start as low as $5.99 a month and if you use the code funky10 you get 10% off so go check that out come follow me on instagram and let's see what we can learn this year happy birthday to the funky farm girl podcast thank you so much for two years of listening following along learning and growing together. I'm so happy to be here with you. See you next week. Thanks for stopping by y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted. (laughs) 